0: The expanding tree of life today on the world. <music> I'm Marco Werman. The Tree of Life visualizes diversity on Earth, and most of it is in the form of small, single-cell organisms.
1: Those branches are each more different from each other than we are from worms. Um, They're closer to the difference between us and a mushroom.
0: Also from the strictly human world, new documents link Syria's president Assad to war crimes. This former U.S. diplomat says the case against Assad would be a slam dunk. The stronger the evidence you build, the more difficult it is uh, for the world to sweep that uh, under the rug. Plus, how early map makers dealt with their fear of the unknown. There was this prevailing belief that every land animal had its ocean equivalent, so you'll see sea pigs and sea bears Mm. and sea elephants. Map monsters and more today on The World. Mm. Great you could be here, because I could sure use some company, especially after finding out today that I am next to nothing. Just look at the tree of life and you'll see what I mean. Compared to everything else that's alive on planet Earth, we humans are a minuscule slice of life. Kind of gives you a new perspective on all the news out there, even or maybe especially tragic headlines like from the war in Syria. We'll get to Syria in just a moment, but let's stick with the tree of life for a few more minutes. The tree is actually how scientists classify the diversity of all life on the planet, from us humans to the lowliest bacteria. I talked About that today, with microbiologist Laura Hugg. She and her collaborators have just proposed a new expanded version of the Tree of Life in the journal Nature Microbiology. And yeah, our human branch is looking a bit smaller now.
1: 30 years ago, the Tree of Life was really based on organisms that we were able to have in culture or the physical characteristics of the organisms that we could see. And now, with genome sequencing so common, we're able to look at a much wider diversity of organisms. And so the differences in the tree is that there's many more organisms on it compared to 30 years ago.
0: So we're talking plants, animals, humans, of course, bacteria. What what are some of the things that we, you know, lay people, would not have thought about that actually is alive? Okay,
1: so... There are two different major groups of single-celled organisms, and I think most people have heard the word bacteria. And then there's also another group called the archaea, which are also single-celled organisms, but represent an entirely independent lineage of
0: life. I mean, what's really astonishing about the tree of life, not just this one, where you've discovered a lot more stuff out there, but plants, animals, humans, we're just a tiny sliver of everything on Earth. Um <laughs> Talk a bit about how the new research methods using gene sequencing and big data, how that is changing how we view this diversity.
1: This is really coming from advances in our ability to sequence genomes from different environments without necessarily having to have the organism in a lab. And what that's letting us do is look at a much broader range of environments, and that's leading to discoveries of hundreds and thousands of new organisms on the tree of life, and these are all single-celled bacteria and archaea. and. You know, humans and eukaryotes in general, which is everything from plants and fungus and humans, do take up less of the tree of life.
0: Right. And bacteria make up most of the diversity of life on planet Earth. How much more different are all the types of bacteria from each other than, say, we humans are from, like, worms?
1: Right. So if we're talking about, you know, major branches on the tree of life within the bacteria, then those branches are each more different from each other than we are from worms. Um, They're closer to the difference between us and a mushroom.
0: Mm. You know, we've been told, and I gather that it's true, that human beings and bananas share 50% of the same genetic material. So if this tree of life underscores that, I mean, it's a great conversation starter. But aside from that, is there an important lesson in this for us humans?
1: I think it's important that we understand our place within life on Earth. And I think this tree starts to underscore how much of that life we can't even see.
0: What do you say to people who ask you, what is our link? Why is it important to have these microbial communities?
1: Microbes, I think, are most famous for causing disease. But in recent years, it's become much more clear that they're actually responsible for preventing a lot of disease within humans. You have a healthy gut microbiome, you have healthy microbes on your skin that are protecting you. Organisms in the environment do most of the nutrient turnover that keeps soils healthy for agriculture. They're fixing carbon and keeping really the world running. And so they're incredibly important, even though we we don't necessarily always see that very clearly.
0: Yeah. So what happens if we humans wittingly or unwittingly wipe out some or a lot of this diversity?
1: What this study was really looking at was trying to find an understanding of that diversity.